0: Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and today I have a special guest. My sister's not able to be here today um, simply because we're in a snow apocalypse right now um, <laughs> here in the South. So my husband is here. Say hey.
1: I'm the Senate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: um, so anyways, he's here with me, and we're going to do this together. Um... So, the intro is a little different than usual, but if you want to, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you um, don't already know, we are on Spotify, um, Amazon Music, if it's going to be on iTunes, I'm waiting for them to verify us, and a whole bunch of different places. So, if you go to our Instagram, which is at Podcast, you will find um, a Linktree link. And you can click on it, and then you'll see like all the different places you can hear us and listen and all that, all that good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I need to tell you guys. So, yeah, we're super excited that we're on Spotify. I wish Hannah was here to – I know she's really excited, but um, like I said, she can't be here because the roads are really in bad condition. And she lives about 20 minutes from where I live, so it's um, not good for her to drive right now. But this is part two of the Moore's murders. So hopefully you listened to part one. If you did not, go ahead and pause this and go on over and listen to part one um, because we're gonna pick up like in the middle of pretty much one of the murders. so it's you're not gonna know anything about these people. I'll just give a brief overview overview though. Um, so far, we have talked about Myra, um, yeah, Myra Henley and Ian Brady. I usually say his name first, so I got backwards there. But anyways, so they're awful humans. Um, They have killed two children so far, I believe, or three. I can't remember. Uh, Three. They've killed three kids so far. Um, And full disclaimer, we're going to jump right into, like, the worst, one of the worst murders. Like I said last time, though, I'm not going to go into super detail. I'm going to kind of tell you guys what happened to this sweet baby angel but i'm not gonna go into too much detail but if you want to go ahead and skip this part you can because there will be talks of um rape strangulation and things like that and of course it's a child so i'm just gonna go ahead and start um and my husband doesn't really know anything about this case so but it's fine he'll he'll figure it out (laughs) Okay, so December 26, 1964, Leslie Ann Downey. uh, She was 10 years old, and she was so sweet. Like, if you see the picture of her, and I'll post a picture of her, obviously. um, She was, she kind of looks like Shirley Temple to me. Like, she looks, she was really, really pretty. Um, Leslie was wearing a red dress, pink cardigan over that like over the red dress she had red shoes and a blue coat and pearls that her brother had given her for Christmas um the day before so this was around Christmas time obviously um the day that Leslie like the day that she went missing she was supposed to be going to the fair with her brother I believe but her brother was sick and so she decided to go with Mrs. Clark and the neighbor kids because Mrs. Clark told her mom, Anne, she was like, hey, I'm going to the fair, I'll take my kids, you know, I'll take Leslie. And the mom's like, okay, that's fine. Um, However, the Mrs. Clark, the lady, the neighbor next door, she ended up not going to the fair at the last minute, but she did not tell Anne, um, Leslie's mom, that she was, like, not going to go. Which, I mean, if you're, if you're going to take a kid, if you're going to take somebody else's kid to a fair, then you need mm-hmm. to let them know, hey, I'm not going. I'm just going to let the kids go. So she let the kids go by themselves, essentially, which kind of sucks because I don't think any of this would have happened if Mrs. Clark would have went, but whatever. Um, after she got to the fair, she was staying around, she she didn't want to go back home, Leslie didn't, so all the other kids kind of like ran out of money or whatever, and they were like, hey, we're going back home, and she was like, no, I want to stay a little bit longer, and so they left her, all the other kids left her, I think they, they had, most of the kids were about her age, about 10, 11, 12, so they weren't responsible enough to be like, no, I'm not going to leave you, um, none of them were, you know, teenagers or anything like that, but this is in 1960, so I mean, you know, it wasn't uncommon for kids to be at the fair by themselves or walk down the street by themselves or whatever. So one little boy would say later that he saw a woman leading Leslie by the hand out of the fair, and she kind of looked like she was just going with her willingly. She wasn't struggling or anything like that. So he didn't think of anything. Um, Come to find out later, obviously, that would be Myra. Myra asked Leslie if she would help her take some boxes to her car like she did every time. That's kind of the thing that she used. And then Myra said that um, after you help me with the boxes, you know, I'll take you home. And that way you don't have to walk home or nothing like that. And so Leslie, obviously being the sweet kid that she is, agreed. And that's when the little boy saw, you know, her being let out of the um, fair. So now we're going to get to the heavy parts if you want to skip past this you can if it bothers you so myra brings um leslie to her grandmother's house her grandmother i don't i couldn't figure out if she was there or not i know that we said um during one of the murders that she wasn't there so her grandmother i don't believe she was there during this though um There's an audio tape that's about 16 minutes long of this whole entire thing because they're monsters, and they decided to record it. Um, They also took pictures of her. The audio hasn't been released to the public because it was just, like, pretty awful. But her mom did say in a documentary that she did want the audio to be released because she wanted people to understand how much of a monster these, these two are. And the reason why was because I think Myra was trying to come up for parole, like... Over and over again, she tried, but um, the mother was like, I don't want anybody, I want everybody to understand that she's like a piece of shit. Because uh, she, like I said last time, Myra constantly lies and says, Oh, I wasn't there during that, or I, I didn't do that, Ian did that, blah, 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 blah. So, at the beginning of the tape, you can hear her screaming and crying, um, and she's asking, all the, the whole time, she keeps asking for her mommy. She even says... She even, like, pleads with God, uh, the little girl does. And Myra says, shut up or I'll smack you. And Ian, of course, the whole time is telling her to shut up while they're trying to, you know, shove a sock in her mouth. Eventually, they strangle her after Ian rapes her and they both sexually assault her. And then they cut her throat or cut her neck. Myra, who claims, like she does every time, like I said, she said she was running a bath. Because she said that she was going to run the bath so that way they could bathe her afterwards because they didn't think that she was going, she, she didn't think that Ian was going to kill her. So, that's bullshit, obviously.
1: Like <laughs> a, a really deranged Red Riding Hood story with yeah. one big bad wolf. Yeah, like two.
0: there's two instead of one. Um, better to
1: rape you with, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> like, what
0: yeah, I didn't understand the whole... And even even Ian, who, you know, he's a piece of shit, but at least, like I said last time, he doesn't really lie when he's telling all this because he's like, yeah, I did that. I killed them. I don't really care, whatever. Um, he was like, I don't know why she thought... Later on, he would say he didn't understand why she thought it would be okay to say that she was running a bath. Like, who the hell would run a bath for a child it's that we're about to murder? She was you know?
1: like a... Um, uh, uh. Grasping at straws to come with an alibi is what it sounds like. Yeah. Straight boo shit.
0: Myra actually says in court later, she said, Yes, I did say I would hit her, but I wasn't going to hit her much. Yeah. So she was like, I wasn't going to hit her much. I was just going to hit her. Just tap her lightly. Just a
1: light lashing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) i don't know ian <laughs> uh, said, said
1: that to jesus it's just gonna be a light lashing yeah
0: <laughs> so ian said that like later on he said actually that myra actually strangled her and ended up killing her which i totally believe him um Ian says yeah we did run a bath but that was because we were going to bathe her body afterwards so that way they could get all the fibers from their house or dog or anything like that off of the body before they buried it, so that way they wouldn't have any evidence. Which makes total. Makes way There's much more DNA sense. DNA
1: everywhere. That doesn't make any sense. But
0: it makes more sense than what she was talking gotta about. Gotta
1: get rid of the dog hair, <laughs> so
0: they won't figure out we did it. And this is in back. This is back in 1960. So I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess they had pretty good evidential stuff back then, but whatever. Uh, they couldn't bury Leslie at the Moors right away. And like we said before, the Moors are these vast lands in England. Um, kind of. They have boulders. They're just vast plains, basically. They have some swampy areas, but they have boulders and large rocks and things like that. And that's where they would bury the kids.
1: I know that they've like buried kids or buried people in bogs before. And it, it like, uh, it preserves the body pretty well because it's all wet and moist and it's real squishy. So, I don't know. Moors, Bogs. I thought there were Bogs and Moors, but maybe it's different. Maybe I'm being stupid. Anyways.
0: <laughs> so they couldn't bury her there because it was snowing um, like crazy until the snow stopped. So they just left her naked body face down on their bed, or on Myra's bed, and then they slept in the next room. Um, till they could bury her in the moors. Mm-hmm. There was a massive search for Leslie, obviously. Um, they even shut down the fair that she was at so they could search. And Leslie's mom did want the photo. So she did, she, she let the photos that um, were taken of Leslie, you know, like the very bad photos, mm-hmm. she let those be in the documentary that came out in 1999. Because um, like I said, she wanted everyone to see how evil these two people are. She hated people that were Myra's supporters. So, yes, uh, just going to blow your mind real quick. There were actually people that supported Myra because, like I said last time, they thought that Ian had her pretty much brainwashed and, like, she was being held unwillfully. Cause um, she
1: was a woman, and she could do no evil. No harm. Exactly. Uh, whatever. And so
0: people were like, "Oh, she wouldn't have done that," you know. He was he was a controlling man that would make her. Um, sorry, I lost train of thought. She was like 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 he was controlling, you know. Um, but Myra said one final thing about the murder of Leslie, the girl. <laughs> this pisses me off really badly. Um, and as I said but like last time I hate this I fucking hate this woman with every fiber of my being she said the girl shouldn't have been out at night but that was what she said like to the fact that she got murdered
1: uh, you point fingers all you want I mean you point fingers at the parents technically I'm not I'm, I'm just talking devil's advocate right right yeah. now because at the beginning speak I up remember, a little bit at the beginning I remember you saying something about like well, the mom did, or the woman didn't let the mom know, and the mom should ask the neighbor. You gonna, you, yeah. yeah, are you going to go? Well, the mom did her? ask. And yeah, the the
0: I, the na- I do. I believe... I know
1: in the '60s they were teaching kids to stay away from strangers. Yeah. I don't know how it was in good old England, but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I do know in in. But the, for the murderer to be like, oh, that girl shouldn't been out at night. What? Well, how you about shouldn't don't have be a deranged a child yeah. rapist? Yeah.
0: Maybe you shouldn't have, you know, snatched a little girl up from the fair and murdered her and raped her and slit her throat. But, you know, that's just me. Um, David Smith was Myra's sister's, her her sister, uh, Maureen. They had just gotten married. So David and Maureen were Myra's sister and brother-in-law there we go they had just gotten married and they had a baby girl named angela um david and ian uh, david said that ian and myra uh never really held their daughter obviously because they're pedophiles and child murderers they didn't know that at the time um you know david didn't but so that's probably why he never held they never held their niece um Unfortunately, at six months old, though, their baby died of bronchitis. And after this, David and Myra started spending a lot of time with Ian. I mean, David and Maureen started spending a lot of time with Ian and Myra. Those names, man. Um, so, Ian and Myra, of course, would bring them to the Moors without them knowing that they had killed children and buried them there right beneath their feet. Uh, Ian and David would hang out and drink and talk. Ian was trying to get David to do robberies. So, Ian was still, <laughs> whatever. He was still trying to, or he was, still like robbing houses while he was doing these murders as well. Just because, so he could steal shit, I guess. Kleptomaniac, I don't know. So, um, he was trying to talk David into robbing houses with him. And David really wasn't interested. So, then he was like he was like, well, what do you think about this? And he showed him, like, a picture of somebody he... Well, he, he asked him, what do you think about committing murder, then? Like, that's the next step. Like, well, if you don't like robbing houses, what do you think about committing murder? <laughs> like, what
1: the fuck? If this doesn't catch your fix. <laughs> I've got this this for ya. Yeah. Robbery's just the open gateway drug for murder. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Then Ian said, I've done it. I'm sure you don't believe me, but I've done about three or four. Their bodies are buried out at the moors. So, he eventually convinced David. So, David wasn't like a straight-laced guy, but he wasn't a murderer. And he didn't think that, number one, Ian was telling the truth. And also, he thought that these, if he did murder somebody... He thought, oh, shit, this guy is crazy and he's probably been murdering, like, you know, people that have wronged him or something like that. He had no clue that it was children. Mm. Not that it matters, but he should have reported him. But anyways, we'll keep going. Um, so he eventually convinced David to, you know, do a do a murder. I mean, do a robbery. <laughs> do a murder. Do, do a, a mur- robbery.
1: <laughs> let's do a <my> murder. <laughs>
0: Sorry. He eventually convinced David to do a robbery. Um, so October 6th, 1965, we come to Edward Evans. He was the last victim of these two. He was 17 years old. He was one of three kids. He was a good kid, and he apparently was an apprentice engineer, so he was very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to meet... This David? No, no, no. This is Edward Evans. Oh, Edward. Their next victim. 17. Next victim. He's so, 17.
1: 17. Oh.
0: He's the oldest one, though. So, he... His friend actually ended up not show. Up. So, he was supposed to meet his friend for a Manchester United football game. Soccer, as we like to call it. But it's football there. And football. His, his friend... Um, his friend didn't show up. Like, he was at a... I think he was at a bar or something like that. And he was, like, waiting around for his friend. His friend kind of stood him up. So, then he was standing outside of a liquor store... At one point, um, I'm not really sure if he walked to the liquor store or maybe it was beside the bar, I don't know. Ian spotted him, however the case. Ian asked him if he wanted to come back to his place and have some drinks. Edward was older. He was an older boy than the others, so he figured maybe it would be much easier to kind of get him back to his place. Edward said sure because his night was pretty much ruined um, since his friend didn't show up. And so Ian... Ian said also that he tried to make moves on him and, like, flirt with him and see if he was, like, into that. Because, as we said before, Ian is bi. I actually personally think Ian is just straight up. I think he's he's gay. He just didn't want to admit it back then. So he just kind of used bi as a way to say it. Um, But whatever the case, he's a pedophile. And that's that. The boys that's for sure he's definitely a pedophile we saw that from last episode yeah. so once in the car Ian told Edward that Meyer was his sister because Meyer was like in the back Meyer drops them off at her grandmother's who is home by the way the grandmother's home at this time and he said go he said he told her to go to David's But wait a little bit until she comes back. So that way, you know, he can kind of loosen him up a bit. Edward, the boy. Mm. Ian and Edward have sex while they're waiting. And I'm assuming it's consensual. It doesn't say that it wasn't, but it doesn't say that it was. So I'm not really sure about that. While they're waiting on Myra, she walked to David in Maureen's house. That way she could say when she got ready to leave, hey the street lights are out. David, can you walk me back because they were trying to get David back over there and you'll understand why in a little bit. So David walks Myra back home and once there, Ian leads them into the living room. Edward was sitting on the couch and he walks up behind Edward with an axe and hits him over the head. He ends up hitting him 14 times with the axe on the head, <coughs> on the head, neck, shoulders, all those areas. Myra's grandmother, I'm not laughing at that, I'm laughing at this part, or chuckling. Myra's grandmother asked what was going on because the dogs were like going crazy while he was axe murdering this poor child. And, but she just told her that nothing, she like, you know, hollered back at her. She was like, nothing, everything's fine, grandma. Which kind of reminds me of the Jeffrey Dahmer because we said he was actually at his grandmother's doing the same thing. Poor grandmas, man. They they got it rough. I guess kids can, they can get away with anything. So they go, you know, kill some folks at grandma's house. Yes. I don't know. Um, that's, it's awful, though. Because that's not the first, like, murderer that we're going to come across that actually did commit crimes in their grandparent's house. So after this, Ian gave David the axe... Obviously, So that way his fingerprints would be on it. And so that way later he could frame David for this murder. Because that's exactly what he does. And we'll get to that eventually. They wrap him up in a plastic sheet. And then take him out. Oh, they take him out next the next morning to dispose of him. So David is a wreck. And he's like trying not to lose his shit at this point. Because he is freaking out. He doesn't understand what's going on. He thinks, okay, if I say anything, they're going to kill me. If I pretend like I'm scared, they're going to kill me. You know, they're not going to let me leave. He didn't think they were going to let him leave. But they do because they're stupid. But I'm glad they did. At around 4 a.m., he said, hey, I'm going to go home and come help you guys out tomorrow with the body. Is that cool? Like, he was trying to be like, yeah, this is great. Like... Murder, yay, I gotta go home and shower, and I'll be back. And he starts walking down the street, but once he gets out of their eyesight, like, he takes off running. He makes it to the house, and he tells Maureen everything, and they call the police. Um, and Maureen said that when he got there, he was, like, out of breath and crying and, like, shaking and all that crap. Which I would be, too. Yeah. I'm glad that he actually kept composure while he was in front of them because if not that they probably would have killed him if he would have freaked out and been like you can't do this blah 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 they would have been like okay well we're gonna kill you so october 7th 1965 david told the cops every single thing he knew and they arrested them at myra's grandmother's house they go to open one of the rooms to like a bedroom and it was locked and myra told the police well i don't have the key So, Ian says, hey, just give them the key. Um, He tells the police there was a really big fight and things got out of hand. You'll find out upstairs. So, he was trying to say that once they found the body, like, it was was because of a fight that he had with this kid. And that's why he had to kill him. Meaning, you know, like, it was an accident. (laughs) Why they wouldn't just call the police after an accident occurs, I don't know. So they found the body. Um, They found Edward's body. And when they searched the rest of the home, of course, they found the notebooks with all the plans that they had written, talking about, you know, last episode I told you guys that they were talking about writing all their plans down and all the different steps that they had to committing these murders. Um, There was a note in the book with John Kilbride's name on it so, one of the missing children right there, the cops are like, what the crap? Like, this is basically saying, you know, are these the murderers? They found books and on sexual perversion. I didn't even know there was books on sexual perversion, but obviously. So, the, pari- the police obviously realized um, they may have the people that committed some of these murders in, their cust- in custody. Ian was charged... Hush. Sorry, it's our dog. If you heard her. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Ian was charged uh, immediately with Edward's murder because he pretty much, like, admitted it. But Myra was released, unfortunately, at the moment because they didn't have any evidence to pin her to Edward's murder. She was only out for, like, four days, though, because in those days... However, she destroyed a lot of evidence, which kind of sucks because it, I mean, it doesn't really matter because spoiler alert, they're both dead now and they both went to jail for life, but it just would have helped if they would have had more evidence. The police, however, did find the ticket to the suitcase they would put all the evidence into. So I'm, I i do not know if y'all remember this, but last episode, I told you that they had a suitcase and they would take all their, Any belongings from the children that they couldn't bury or that they didn't want to bury or if they had um, any, like, knives or anything like that, they would take those and they would put them in the suitcase and they'd put them in this locker at a train station. So they found the ticket. In the suitcase, they found pictures of Leslie and Downey and the tapes. On October 11th, Myra was charged with Edward's murder I'm not really sure why she wasn't initially, but I guess since they found all the evidence in the locker, they probably assumed she was responsible for Edward's murder as well, but whatever. Um, and she was brought back in. So October 16th, they went out to the Moors because some of the pictures showed you know, them at the Moors and they were like, what the crap? They discovered Leslie's body that day. However, when... <laughs> When, and this is why I'm. An, I, this is why I said that he was trying to frame David. When they asked Ian about the pictures, he said, "Oh yeah, I took those pictures, but I didn't kill her. She left with David and some other man after they left my house, and I don't know what happened to her." He said that he was just basically asked by David, "Could you take these explicit pictures of this child?" Because he was known as a photographer.
1: Trying to pull a Schultz. I am Schultz. I know nothing.
0: <laughs> um, Leslie. So yeah, he told, he said, you know, Leslie was alive when she left my house. They asked Myra then, and obviously she says, I have nothing to say. Just like always. She just says, I have nothing to say,
1: nothing.
0: which I'm really surprised that she didn't, cause she's kind of dumb. So I'm really surprised she didn't go, Oh yeah, we killed her. Um, they, at this point, have to bring David in for questioning, and they, like, show him the tapes, and they show him the um, pictures, and he's, like, bawling, crying, freaking out, like he's upset. So, right away, they're like, okay, this, obviously, he did not do this. They're lying. Mm-hmm. Um, So... They charged them, eventually they charged them with Leslie's murder on October 21st, 1965. They also found John Kilbride's body at the Moors. The detective showed (laughs) Myra pictures of the corpse and she would look away constantly. She claims all the pictures they took on the Moors, she had no idea that there was bodies buried beneath them. Which, bullshit, for sure. Um, she screams at the cop and she's saying, take these pictures away. I don't want to see those pictures of these corpses. And the cop was pretty much pissed off. And he was like, no, you're going to look at these pictures and you're going to see what you did. Ian, however, didn't deny it. He said that he did do all that. He's like, yeah, we did all that. We killed all those people. He, like I said before, Ian, he doesn't care. Um, he still, however, was trying to pin... Leslie's murder on David, but obviously that didn't work. October 19th, 1966. Now trial begins. And during trial, they were both they had to be protected by glass. Um it was they were like in a glass box because people were pretty upset, you know, and they were there, were, well, there was a lot of people that wanted to kill him. Leslie's mother Anne had to be she had to she took the stand and she got so upset she was yelling at Myra and she called her a tramp and she said, I don't understand how you can take a sweet little baby's life. You know, my daughter was innocent and she was saying all this. And the only thing that Myra had to say was she was holding Ian's hand and whispering in his ear. And she said, I'm not a tramp. Like that's all she cared about. She just cared about the fact that this mother who's crying because her baby's dead. Mm. And she was like, I'm not a tramp. Fucking bitch. I can't stand her. Uh, Leslie's father and uncle attended the hearing and they were like going to kill him. Like they had had a plan. They attacked a police car outside of the courtroom because they thought that they were in it. However, they were using it as a a diversion um, because there was a lot of people that wanted to kill these two. So every day they had to kind of create a diversion to get them out of the courtroom and get them back to the jailhouse. During the whole trial, Meyer was always worried about her appearance. Um, she even got her lawyer to, she got her lawyer to get someone to come do her roots because she just was upset because she looked so bad on in the court. Like she was like, I look bad. Like my roots need to be done. Which I would have told that bitch that she could just you know have some black ass roots. She did, however, ask a a guard for makeup and lipstick because she wanted to look good for the court appearance, and he told her to fuck off. Um, So, David and Myra testified against... I mean, I keep saying Myra. David and Maureen, her sister, her own sister, testified against them, um, and they had separate trials for all the murders, which was good. Edward was... First, And then there was John and then Leslie. During these trials, they would pass notes and giggle with each other, which I don't see how in the hell that's even, like, okay. But, whatever. They were... And I didn't understand why they let them, like, be tried together, I guess, because they did the murders together. But, I don't know, it just seemed a little weird. And they would let...
1: Well, there's England... There's England.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything. Brits do
1: weird things.
0: Yeah, like so. I don't know about, you know, their... What's the word I'm looking for? Justice system. Justice system, I yeah. I don't, I don't know. So, May 6th, Ian was found guilty of all three murders and Myra was found guilty of only Edward Evans' murder and Leslie Downey simply because they couldn't connect her to John Kilbride. Um, they were sentenced to life in prison, and Ian did have to be sent to uh, a mental institution. But that
1: was where he eventually died. Um, it's good I'm not a judge because I'd come up with all crazy shit. I'd have them hung by their genitals, and for sure, yeah. Just let them they needed to have it, publicly displayed
0: whatever they did to those children. They needed to have them done to them. Like the parents should have been able. I firmly believe in that. <laughs> That's why I think in child case, child murder cases, I think that whatever you do to a child, you need to have it done to you by the child's parent. Because I would be that parent. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that. Um, so, yeah, they were found guilty, and they served life in prison. Ian went on, like, a hunger strike in prison. Yeah. He would go on hunger strikes and not eat for, like, weeks and it eventually got so bad that that's why they had to put him in the mental institution because they had to put him on like a feeding tube and all this stuff because he was just being a I'm not shit. Gonna eat. Yeah, I'm gonna have
1: to force feed
0: me. He just wanted to die. Like he didn't want to be in prison. But I'm just like, well, maybe you know, don't be a murderer, and then you won't have to go to prison. Um. So yeah, we that's pretty much it. That's the gist of it. This part wasn't as long as the first one, but um still pretty awful but I'm just glad that they ended up in prison and also yeah I just I wish there was I I can't even begin to believe why there's people that support Myra Henley or did support her and up until she died I don't remember when she died um, it wasn't too long ago I think it was in the 2000s maybe she still had supporters there were still people that were like she didn't do that no and um She would say sometimes that, like I told you guys last time, her story changed constantly. So sometimes she would say that Ian would beat her if she didn't do what he told her and all this other stuff. But it still doesn't matter. All that's thrown out the window when you hear the tape because the detective said no. In the the tape of her and Ian, you know, murdering Leslie, she's clearly enjoying herself thoroughly. So it's not like she wasn't... Around at all, like she claims, but yeah, that's it, you guys. Um,
1: the ultimate moral of the story is: I'm not saying to like, but that, with it, what I'm about to say, I'm not saying like be overprotective of your kids and keep them in a house Mm. locked away, just teach your kids to stay away from strangers and make sure if they're going out with some friends make sure that it's a safe place do some research yeah or especially nowadays you know if the other parent that says hey these kids are going to go to the movies I'm going to you know take them there make sure that they're not just drop them off or whatever make sure it, they don't have to be in the same theater or in the same just yeah make sure that they're monitored especially if they're not old enough to fend for themselves that 17 year old dude uh he Should have got a little more brawn than brains, but not trying to to say he was wrong, but, you know, still.
0: Well, it sounds like that case. In that case, it sounds like he just thought Ian was attractive and wanted to go back, you know. And then he axe-murder him over the head after Uh, turning his back. (laughs) After he turned his back, you know.
1: You really can't trust anybody you don't know, so just...
0: So, and, yeah, like, one of the parents, and this is from last episode, so you didn't hear about this one, but she she would always tell her son, like, you don't talk to any man that you don't know, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't talk to any man that he didn't know, but Myra was the one that was luring these kids in for Ian. Mm. So, that's how they kind of got a lot of these kids to go along with it, because she seemed so trusting, and she was a woman, but... I mean, still even today, of course, today it's a lot different, and we teach our kids, you know, do not talk to a stranger, don't even, you know, my kids aren't even ever anywhere by themselves. Um, Even when they're in the front yard, I try to keep an eye on them, and, and I'm out there, or my oldest is out there with my little ones. So, But today is a lot crazier than it used to be, especially with human trafficking and all that. With that being said, um, if you guys... um, I I don't know of any human trafficking donation websites, but if you do and you want to comment them down below and we'll kind of, you know, have those links for other people where they can donate um, to any calls like that or anything for children um, because it's really bad right now in our crazy world that we live in. But yeah, at least these two monsters... Kinda of got what they deserved and you know that's that's pretty much it. Um so if you guys want to follow us on social media, like I said at the beginning, you can do that. Um and we'll have a link. We'll have the links pretty much all over the place. But if you want to follow us on Spotify or anything like that, you can type in Lovely Freaks Podcast and it should pop up. Like I said, we're not, by the, by the time this is up, we might be on iTunes. I'm waiting for them to verify us, and it's been almost about 24 hours, so shouldn't be much longer. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Pocket Casts, which I didn't know about that until we started doing this, um, Google uh, Podcast and, yeah, Amazon, Spotify, all that. All right, you guys. Well, next time we'll have, you know, this will be an original cast my sister will be here, hopefully. <laughs> not that you weren't—you weren't bad, babe. You were great. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys later.
1: I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Stay classy, San Diego. Bye.
0: That better not get me into trouble.